0: what up world it's your past first point guard and blazer beat writer mike richmond you are listening to another episode of locked on blazers part of the locked on podcast network available wherever podcasts are sold blazers introduced new 39 year old center pal gasol to the media today in a conference call we will talk about that i'll play some audio from that call uh also the good, the good odds makers in Vegas released some Vegas odds for next season uh, for all 30 teams in the NBA. We'll talk a little bit about over-unders, where you can make your money. I'm probably not going to give you any betting advice, but I will talk you through some over-unders that I find intriguing in the second segment. And then in the third segment, also in that same conference call, Neil Olshay gave an update on Yusuf Nurkic. Uh not anything super substantive yet, but it's the closest thing we have to the Blazers commenting on Nurk's status. So we'll talk a little bit a little bit about that in segment three. But let us start with the man of the hour, the man of the uh, the man of the day, anyways. Uh, recording this on a Monday evening, July 29th. So if nothing else, it's the man of Monday, July 29th, here in the western coast of the United States of America. Okay, here's what I learned from Paul Gasol. One. Uh, He's in Madrid right now. Uh, he's he, he recently got married. He was on his honeymoon, but he's back in Madrid, and he's still going through rehab. Uh, he's kind of continuing this rehab process from dealing with a stress fracture injury in his left foot. Um... He did not necessarily sound like a guy who was for sure, for sure going to be ready in training camp, going to be ready when the season starts in the fall, but he sounded like a 39-year-old who understands that the games in April are the ones you want to be healthy for, not necessarily the games in October. So it remains to be seen. He would not put a firm commitment on when he'll be back, just saying that he's doing as much as they allow him to and as much as he should in his rehab process in Madrid, in Spain. The other thing I learned is the Blazers are the franchise with the most Spanish players in NBA history. I knew that they had the first ever Spanish player in NBA history, Fernando Martín. But I guess with the addition to the list of Victor Claver, Sergio Rodriguez, Rudy Fernandez, and now Pau Gasol, your Blazers, the most Spanish-friendly team in the league. Uh, There's a bunch of international media on Pau's conference call uh, I should make clear that I was not on the call, but I did listen to all the audio. So I heard I heard the interview. Listen to it. And I've saved the best parts for you guys. So those are the things I learned. Um, the other things I learned, I want to just play for you real quick. Uh, I know I talked about a bunch of this in the previous Is Pau Gasol Good podcast. If you've not listened to that, I kind of broke down more of the basketball X's and O's stuff around this signing. So if you don't care about... Um, the quotes as much maybe start with that podcast and then bounce back. But I am a firm believer that listening to what your subjects say is the best way to learn about your subjects. That is my the Mike Richmond approach to journalism that I will share with you. But you remember in that previous podcast, I talked a little bit about how when an old person joins a team, everyone talks about mentoring because. It's assumed that an older player will provide some sort of mentorship to younger players. I don't think that's always the case. I do not think that's always the case. But Pal Gasol specifically addressed that in his press conference today or in his conference call today. Um, I'm going to play that audio for you now. As an apology up front, the, the audio quality kind of stinks. So bear with me because uh, I think Pal's in- answer is fairly interesting. Here it is. Well, uh, you
1: know, teaching with the things that, I, that I've learned and that I've acquired throughout the uh, years of experience. Uh, um, and um, I am excited about it because I think once you get to to this stage of your career, it becomes a very fulfilling aspect of, of the game to share knowledge, uh, to share experience, to share wisdom, and help uh, and help the younger guys just like other veterans have helped me Along the way in my younger years, so um, so I think that's part of the beauty of life, part of the beauty of sport. And uh, I look forward to 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 talk to the younger guys, whether they're in the interior positions or they're uh, in other positions, because I I have played with uh, with a lot of players in all of them. So um, you know, it's all about you know the game, and it's all about you know being a better player. And um are working hard to to improve every single day. So it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. I, I love I love mentoring. I love being a leader in that, in that way. And um, so I look forward to it.
0: So there you go. Pau Gasol loves to mentor. <laughs> Thinks it's the great cycle of basketball life. Uh, I think that's an interesting one. The other thing he mentioned, I'm not going to play you in the audio because it's just a little bit, is that when he. Um, considered signing with the Blazers back in 2016 that Dame Damian Lillard reached out to him and, you know, kind of, I don't know, sold him on it, but at least said, here's, here's why you can help us and all those type of things. And then when he did commit to the Blazers, you know, some three years later last week, Dame also reached out to him then and said, welcome aboard, you know, excited to have you and all that. So uh, it gives you a sense of, uh, how much Dame is involved in sort of the, uh, team building. And that's the next little audio clip. I want to play you, uh, we had speculated and been reported by Jason Quick, we being the Lockdown Blazers hosts, your, your good pal Mike Richmond, uh, speculated the Blazers were only going to carry 14 in the regular season. Well, uh, Neil Olshay confirmed that today. 14 is going to be the number that they carry into into the regular season. Powell's the last signing. So here's a little clip uh, from Neil talking about team building uh, as the summer has officially wrapped up.
2: Powell was our 14th player. We're going to carry 14 this year. Uh, we have Jalen Hort on a 2A uh, we might be open to doing an additional two-way uh, if we find the right player, um, but other than that, Joe, this is this is it. This is the roster we're we're gonna start the the regular season with. And from a you know from an evaluation standpoint, you know we'll see. I mean, we we think we did really well this off season. Um, we think we filled some holes when we looked at areas where we were vulnerable uh, last year in the postseason. Um, you know we were really successful, but there were things we clearly could have had more solutions. To some of the challenges we faced in the conference finals and we think we've addressed those. We've got great depth. Uh, I think we've got a really good balance of, you know, established veterans and then really talented young guys that, you know, are going to populate more the back of the bench that build the infrastructure for the organization and bring energy and excitement and will continue to grow so that we can continue to, you know, improve the roster organically, you know, internally as well as, um, you know, from the outside in. Um, and we're, you know, look, we're really pleased that you know, I think the theme of this summer is actually Mike Richmond brought it up. There's a lot of guys that you know we've pursued in the past, whether it would be by trade or free agency, um, that have ended up here. And, you know, there we you know, obviously guys like Kent Bazemore, Mario Hazonia, Hassan Whiteside, and Powell were all targets for us in free agency at different points in the past. And what I'm most pleased with is that, you know, those guys made other decisions at the time, but we continue to monitor them and, um, you know, and they continue to kind of watch where the trajectory of our organization. And like I said, we're hoping the same thing uh, that's happening with POW happens with them, that this is the right time and place in our histories together where the timing is aligning and their skill sets still translate to our roster. And we're at a place where we can maximize their abilities and they can get us to the next level.
0: So there you go. Uh, If it felt like Pau Gasol was the final piece of the Blazers roster building this summer, the architect of the roster there just confirmed it. Um, He also confirmed their weird uh, summer of old flings, maybe not confirmed, but discussed the little summer of old flings where they've gone back um, to their previous targets, signed them or traded for them uh, after pursuing them in years past. Uh, The other thing, and I think we're going to see this a lot as we head into the uh, regular season, is the Blazers are going to talk about playing for an NBA title this year. Neil stops short of that, but he suggests that they're getting where they want to go. I think you should get used to the Blazers talking about trophies this year because they are setting their sights very high. Okay, one last piece of audio before we get to the second segment and talk about uh, NBA odds. But Pau Gasol, in just a real charity for those of us who love rumors talked about LaMarcus Aldridge maybe returning to the Blazers. Something that is, you know, publicly on the record. Uh, You know, Jason Quick wrote about it in the spring, but uh, Powell mentions it again, sort of separate from those conversations that LaMarcus had with Damian Lillard. And if it wouldn't be July without some fun speculating about what happens two off seasons from now. So here you go. Here's Powell on LaMarcus.
1: I I haven't, I haven't talked to him since I signed, but I've talked to him a lot, and uh, Lamarcus is a a player that uh, we we were very close with uh, when we were when I was with the Spurs, and um, so we had a very very good relationship. And he he spoke very highly of his time in Portland. Uh, He even suggested, uh, or I think that's public information now, uh, uh, how he would like to at some point return to Portland, even uh, because he feels like that's. uh, his second home besides uh, in Dallas. So um, so he speaks very, very highly of his time, always uh, in Portland.
0: A heartfelt thank you to Pau Gasol for fueling the rumor mill. We will undoubtedly get more content out of Pau Gasol's fairly tepid recap of news that we already knew. Thanks, pal. All right, second segment, we're going to talk a little bit about NBA over-unders. Where does Vegas, the prognosticators in Vegas, think the Blazers will finish in the West? But before I do that, I want to tell you guys about socks. That's right. Socks, baby. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Find out more about what feet daydream about at bombas.com slash locked today and get 20% off at bombas.com slash locked. That's B-O. M-B-A-S dot com slash L-O-C-K-E-D. All right, we went heavy on Palgasol. Gasol. Now it's time to go heavy on Vegas, or at least touch on the world of Vegas. Um, this weekend, ESPN.com, you can find them at ESPN.com, published odds uh, that they get courtesy of Caesars Palace, uh, which pegged the over-under win totals of uh, all 30 teams in the NBA. I When I did the... Uh, a segment on Nate Silver's computer and like modeling predictions, uh, I pointed out that m- those models are kind of like, they're, they're actually predictions. They're saying, here's, here's the data we can churn in, t- we can put into this computer to churn out a predictive number that suggests where teams will finish, their likelihood to win the division, make the playoffs, etc. Odds are a little bit different, and I find them more interesting because they're a little bit different or I find them interesting on another level because they're a little bit different, I think is probably the fairest way to say it. Odds are placed, uh, particularly over-unders, so they they can draw out bets from either side. Um, So for instance, the Washington Wizards have a 28.5 over-under total. Um, I feel like that's a pretty good total for the Wizards, who are probably going to be bad, but still have Brad Beal, so maybe you draw... People who are gonna hammer that over, thinking the Wizards are a 35, 38, 41 win team because they have an all-star level guard. But then you have you're getting people on the other side who are saying they're gonna tank, they're gonna get rid of Brad Beal. This is a team that's that's gonna be one of the worst in the league. There's no way they win 28 games. That's why I think odds are interesting. But the Caesars Palace odds, where do they have your Portland Trailblazers? They have them at 47 and a half wins. That's the sixth highest win total in the Western Conference. Uh, ahead of them clippers at 55 and a half utah jazz at 52 and a half denver nuggets at 52 houston rockets at 52 and the los angeles lakers at 51 and a half i'm not 100 percent sure that this is unfair like if you look at this and say the blazers have been the third best team in the west for the last two years what the hell is caesars doing then i would suggest you get yourself to las vegas and put some money on the over but to me this looks like pretty fair odds Uh, the, of the teams ahead of them that I have questions about, um, it's mostly just the Lakers at 51 and a half. I feel like they're the most volatile team. They certainly have a ton of top end talent, two of the best 10 players in the league, without a doubt, maybe two of the best five players in the league, uh, with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but their depth is a little bit weird. Uh, LeBron was hurt for the first time we've seen him last year. I think people make a big deal about Anthony Davis being hurt, but that's kind of a myth. Um, if he wanted to, he would have played 70 plus games last year. Uh, he was just in a weird situation holding out and taking a franchise hostage. Shout out to him. It worked. Other than that, I think the Clippers at 55 and a half is like, is a really, really good bet. It's a really good pick. Uh, you, we don't know exactly the health of Paul George as he comes back from shoulder surgery, so depending on when he is available, we also don't know how many games Kawhi Leonard is going to play, if he's going to load management a bunch and they're going to end up as a, a mid-50s win team and not a team that chases 60 wins. I think 55.5 is super fair. Uh, I know there are people out in Blazerland who think the Utah Jazz are super overrated, but I think that's a really good regular season team in the making. Uh the playoffs remain to be seen what they can do, but I think that I think the Jazz have a chance to, to challenge for the top spot in the West, so picking them as second overall doesn't surprise me. Same with the Denver Nuggets, uh, a really young roster, pretty much the only of the really good teams in the West that didn't do anything to change dramatically this summer. The Nuggets are young and going to look very similar. Um, the good thing about being young is that generally players get better, so I think 52 wins for that Nuggets team is, is right on par for where we should expect them to be. Houston Rockets. I've talked about them before, so I'm not going to belabor this too much. But if you want to go back to my Russell Westbrook trade, uh, you can find that in the podcast role. I talked, I maybe gave 10 minutes to this Rockets team. But I think they're going to be a really good regular season team. I think they might have trouble when it comes to the playoffs because of the because of the fit between their two best players. But I think they, I think they might be a really, really good regular season team. I think the Rockets can roll. Uh, the only other interesting one in the West, or the most interesting one that I find in the West, is the Warriors at forty-seven wins. It's quite a drop-off. Pretty interesting. Uh, I think it's a fair number because we don't know Clay's health, but the Warriors might be underrated at forty-seven. I'm not sure that they ch- that they're a middle fifties win team, but if Clay is healthier, faster, they're going to be really good again because they still have the core of a team that won 140 games in two years, four seasons ago, three and four seasons ago. Beyond that, the last team they picked to make the playoffs is the Spurs, 43-and-a-half wins. Then a cluster, Dallas, New Orleans, Minnesota, Sacramento. Uh, Caesars Palace does not like the Kings to take a big jump this year. Uh, Bottom of the West, Thunder at 28. Suns at 27 and the Grizzlies at 25 and a half. think it's a safe bet that the Grizzlies are going to be super bad. They have all their good players are very young and they have a lot of in- incentive to give those young players 36 minutes a night. In the Eastern Conference, uh, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Heat, and Magic are your playoff teams. Um, Nets, without maybe without Kevin Durant for the full year, pegged to win 47 games, Bucks pegged to win the Eastern uh, conference with 57 wins philly who man philly was one great Kawhi leonard shot away from perhaps playing in the eastern conference finals i think they're going to be really good again 54 and a half seems right to me celtics at 49 and a half might seem a little high pacers at 48 and a half i think really depends on victor oladipo's help but the one that stands out to me of this group is the toronto raptors at 45 what a drop-off from them. Uh, they had basically the best starting mix of starting group in the league, and they won a ton of games when Kawhi Leonard sat out with their depth. But uh, losing losing Danny Green, losing Kawhi Leonard, um, that's a big hit to who they are. Uh, I think um, they've, they've added a lot of things to the back half of their roster. We'll see how it pans out. But... Um, I think 45 wins a really interesting number for the Raptors because uh, there's a chance that they're pretty good again and 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 are above 45. And there's an outside chance that they just bottom out because a lot of their roster is on the older side, and then the whole championship hangover thing. We will see. You can check these out. Just Google Caesar Palace odds, ESPN, um, or you know, Bing it. Whatever you. Uh, I don't want to. I don't need to buzz market one of the largest companies in the world. You guys know how to search the internet. But yeah, check out those odds. Um, And if you feel strongly, um, don't tweet at me. Just go bet on it. That's how gambling works. All right, in the third segment, we're going to be talking Yusuf Nurkic and his return from injury. Neil Olshay gave as close as we've had all offseason to uh, a real update on the Bosnian Beasts' status. So that's what we're going to talk about there. Is the Blazers, uh, I guess, third center. Slash starting center. But before we do that, we got another word from a sponsor this week. Support of locked on blazers comes from Manscaped, the company who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's M A N S C A P E D.com. at manscaped.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. All right. Still locked on Blazers. Still Mike Richmond. Still past first point guard. We hit you with the heavy Pau Gasol update. Him talking about mentoring and also fueling the LaMarcus Aldridge rumor mill of 2021. Get excited, guys. Get excited. Also heard a little bit about how Neil Olshay feels he built this roster out this summer. And then we talked all about over-under odds. Remember, don't tweet at me. Hit up your bookie. Put your money where your bad tweet is. But in this third segment, I want to talk to you, as promised, about Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, In March, sustained compound fractures in his left leg. Uh, Was seen in the playoffs, walking around, uh, wearing I don't think you could see um, if you were just watching on TV, but he had a little brace, like a compression brace under that leg. Um, He was still moving a little gingerly, but when you saw him walking around in the playoffs, it was safe to start fantasizing about when he could come back. When he, you know, is he going to be ready by Christmas? What about Thanksgiving? You know, starting to think about crazy timelines and when he could return from what is a pretty brutal injury. Uh, And the Blazers, for the most part, all summer have been really tight-lipped, uh, and rightfully so, they don't. It, it's so far out for his return that offering an update is not necessarily a good plan. But Neil Olshay was asked about it today, and he gave this update on Nurk's health and where he's at in his rehab.
2: Uh, so Nurk's doing well. Um, you know, Jess Ellis, uh, our head of H and P, was over uh, in Bosnia working with him. As a matter of fact, then he stopped off and spent you know a couple of days with Pow in Madrid um logan sullivan who also works with us in h and p will be heading over in two weeks to spend a couple of weeks with nurk again he'll stop over and see pow as well um you know he's progressing he's doing well his timeline is still the same i mean we're not going to put a a return date on it because we're still too far out but i will say that he is absolutely on or ahead of schedule at this point
0: so if on or ahead of schedule prior to this update was february As Neil O'Shea had told media members before, I'd say still peg Nurk for February. I don't think anything's changed. I think February is still the word. But to hear Neil say on the record that he might be ahead of schedule kind of fits with what we saw Nurk in the playoffs, a guy walking around on a leg. I don't want to speculate beyond just saying ahead of schedule could be 10 days earlier. You might get him January 31st and not Valentine's Day. Um, but I think it's good news. Uh, if there, and here's my read on why it's good news. If it were bad news, Neil Olshay would say, you know, he's working hard. He's doing his best. I don't have an update on him, but to give Neil's, I've I've said this a bunch. This is why I think playing the audio is always important. He will sometimes lie about what happened in the past, but he usually shares a lot. He, he, He gives real insight into what will happen in the future. Listening to him is usually, um, About future events. He's usually telling the truth. And I don't think he would have given this, you know, somewhat positive, um, update on progress if there wasn't a somewhat positive update. So that's, uh, you know, that ain't the cheeriest news ever, but, but it's as close as we're going to get to a use of Nurkic update in July. Uh, we'll probably know more when we see him in September at, uh, media day, but I don't think before media day, We'll hear much about Yusuf Nurkic. He's probably going to hang out in Bosnia until uh, early September before the whole team kind of convenes in Tualatin to get their preseason practice in. Um, but the Blazers are checking up on him. They're they their head of health and performance, their health and performance staff out there to monitor him. They're sending those same people to monitor Paul Gasol. They've got two centers, um, one of which who they probably hope to have early in the season and one wh- which they hope to have late. I guess they hope to have both of them late, but you know what I'm saying. But the Blazers are just doing their due diligence. They're doing what you do when you have uh, injured players and and they're away from the team in the offseason. You you check up on them, you let them make sure that they're heading in the right direction, and then you make roster decisions based on what you know. That's what I know. The other thing I know is that this podcast is available wherever you are looking for it. So tell your friends about Lockdown Blazers and tell them they can find it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and also on the Himalaya app. Thank you guys for listening. I always appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon.